0: It's hump day. Another episode of the Field of 68 Best best Show. are brought, brought to you. Best, best. Already still of the gate here. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. Kai, our fine yeah. sponsor. It's a good sponsor. Um, you're, it is one of the best sponsors out there for my money uh, and for your money as well. It's where you should be placing all yeah. your wagers. Pretty hefty slate tonight, fellas. It was a gauntlet of a slate last night. Some wild, topsy turvy results. Jim, I want to know what you learned first. Kai, I care about what you learned as well. We'll get to that second. Um, and then I'm still kind of processing. A lot happened last night, Jim. Help me make yeah, I'm
1: going to nudge you in the direction of an Iowa State take as your takeaway. Oh, will, this is bad for me. Yeah, oh, this
0: is so tough for me. I will.
1: I will say Texas Tech, man. Uh, I sort of doubted God. them a little bit coming into the year. They had some ugly games early. Uh, they hadn't really played a lot of elite competition. That Tennessee game was just so disgusting, kind of neutral floor. That was like, oh, do, do I really take this team seriously? Uh, but then you know, you win against Kansas at home and at Baylor, and I'm going to pay attention. They've made some changes to the lineup that I think have made them a lot more potent. Nadolny into the starting lineup. McCullough was back last night. He had a couple of big shots for them. Uh, I'm buying. I'm buying Texas Tech Guy, The defense is too good to not.
2: That's unreal. How ironic, Matt, that they appear to be the better team against Texas. Um, tough, tough one for the Texas fans out there who now have Chris Beard. Guys, I went to the Loyola game last night against Valparaiso, Very exciting game. Love the Gentile arena. It's a, it's a wonderful place. Uh, I was on the under in that game. It went to double overtime. The under did cover an overtime Mm. felt pretty good Mm. about it. Valpa impressive as hell, man. They, they matched Loyola toe to toe physically. Great defense. Uh, I, I'm, I I was impressed by the beacons, Matthew. Um, Loyola, I'm glad you got the win. I still want you to get to the tournament as an at-large. We, that's my takeaway Matt. that. Are we, we worried times.
1: about Loyola two straight OT games as like a 15 plus point favorite at home? Yeah, like, uh, I
2: don't game. know, Jim, they, they seem to be kind of cruising. There wasn't a whole lot of sense of urgency. I think everyone in the back of their head was like, Loyola's winning this game. You can kind of feel it throughout, even though Valpo pretty much led the entire way. Yeah, But no point guard for Valpo, Trevor Anderson out. and no point guard. Yeah. The guy who filled in did pretty well. Freshman, I think.
0: Yeah. Here, here's my take on Loyola. Uh Parallel to St. Bonaventure, who, which I think I'm going to land on that as my takeaway. Teams coming off um, monumental seasons, tournament success, you read the press clippings, you feel good about yourself. It's just tough to have that same gusto the following conference year. I mean, St. Bonaventure, we've seen their struggles already start to pan out early in the non-conference. And then it was the exact same script last time against LaSalle, a team that's not very good. They should have handled wire to wire. Instead, I got down first half and then did the whole, all right, we'll start playing second half. I think Loyola's kind of falling into that same trap um, where teams, I think are up to play them. And then they're sort of a little bit complacent going through the motions at times, just they're not demolishing teams to the degree we saw last season. So I'm not worried about either one of those teams, to be honest. I think Bonaventure has more warts than Loyola, um, but just in general, I think they're going to be good fades when they're large conference favorites. I, I just think teams want to play them and they're going to play them pretty close this year. So I'll make sure to earmark those as we talk about them as their games come up throughout the year. But big slate tonight. Let's get to it, fellas. Starting off, we got Xavier, the X-Men, hosting Villanova. And they've looked more like the Supernova gym than we thought to start the year, kind of quietly ho-humming along. But if there's a team that is terrifying at home, it is the X-Men. I can't believe I'm actually leaning toward the Muskies in this one, but that's where I am.
1: Matt, I was close to going Xavier best bet. I uh, didn't actually. Ooh. I don't want to go against Jay Wright best bet. I don't need to wear that on my conscience. But, yeah, Xavier's been incredible at home. And you want some numbers? Well, I got them. They're 72 like against the spread, Dana. covering by an average of nine a game, Matt. They blow teams out at home, and it's it's usually early. They get up big. They run away and hide. And they were up eight at halftime at Villanova. Like It's yep. not like they're, out of, they're outclassed by the Wildcats. Uh, the problem was the shooting flipped in the second half, and Villanova executed better down the stretch. Kai Xavier had seven points in the final seven minutes, did not yep. cover. I think there's some confidence and some anger in Xavier here. Not quite revenge, but I think, like, we know we can play with these guys, and now we're at home. So I lean towards the Muskies.
2: Yeah, I do too. Um, you mentioned the the at-home stats. Man, Centos Center has been ridiculous for Xavier this season. They've looked immense <laughs> – Thoughts of Minnesota at home last year, early Minnesota. on. Uh, right. That is how good Xavier's been at home this year. And it's a revenge spot. Jim, you mentioned that Xavier controlled that game in the first half against Villanova. They were up by 10. Uh, Villanova put it on them in the second half. Xavier scored .88 points per possession in that game. I think they get, they come out with a better effort here, Matthew. They have a frontline advantage, something they didn't really take advantage of in the first game. They got Dixon in foul trouble a little bit. He had, he had four fouls, but... Nunji and are both pretty limited. I think they do better getting them involved in this game. I do like Xavier here.
0: Yeah, that was interesting that first match because Dixon had a nice game. I think he had 18 and 3, eight, But he, he wasn't, yeah. yeah, but he was in foul trouble. I think Xavier was relentless in going at him and trying to play to that strength up front. Um, I think at the current price, you know, open Villanova favorites flip to Xavier, small favorite. I think it's right on. Uh, no price value play for me. The total was interesting. I was thinking maybe under. Um, it opened at 140, got bet down to 138. Um, I kind of lean that way, but who knows? I mean, Xavier could easily go 15 or 30 from behind the arc and the friendly confines of Cintas. So I will stay away from both side in total. Let's continue cruising here. Um, another similar type of hype home conference spot for a team that um, has been struggling, Kai in Florida. We. Saw the early surge from the Gators. We're like, oh man, Mike White's figured it out. He's retooled the offense. He's made the proper adjustments. He's weaponizing the athletes. And then you look up, and the last five games have been just downright dreadful. Mm-hmm. But man, there's a game to back Florida. This is it. All time by low. If you believe that Florida, at least the version you saw to start, is for real. Um, but some early money snipped it out. So are you going to go against this team, or do you think there's still value here on
2: the Gators? Yeah. Unfortunately, I've been back in the Gators the last couple of games, assuming. They would wake up and start playing like their potential, and they haven't yet. This game though, they need like blood. They they they're zero two in the SEC. They're at home. You're you're facing an LSU team who's missing Xavier Penson, who is incredibly important for this team. Jim, we kind of cry because he was a Mizzou transfer, of course. Uh, their offense is bad this year. LSU, as as good as their defense has been, best in the country. Their offense has been awful. Around uh, seventy fifth in the country without Penson a guy who matters a whole lot for the offense scoring is going to be tough, especially against a Florida team who has the wing size. It does on their home floor. I do like Florida to get it done. Now minus two and a half. That's too much for me to lay. I like to better closer to pick minus one, even as Florida's a dog, I believe it opened as um, two and a half. Not going to touch it.
1: I think it's still, there's still some value. I, I think there's maybe a, uh, the market's obviously betting Florida, but uh, struggling to totally quantify how important Xavier Pinson is uh, on off numbers. Love him, Matt. The Mm -hmm. the offense scores 0.98 points per possession when he's out there, which isn't that good, but it goes down to 0.88 without him per hoop, or that's uh, yeah, hoop explorer. And defensively, they get better too. So I think under might actually have some value. He's great for the offense and the defense gets better without him. So I'm definitely leaning towards Florida and the under here, the desperation angle of Florida being over in the sec so far matters to me as well. Um, I, I think minus two and a half is still tenable for like a half a unit.
0: Man, I can't. I, I get flashbacks from last night when I was tempted to. I was so enamored by betting the spot with Alabama, I kind of forgot. Like, oh shit, Auburn's really good, and sure enough, they shoved it up my ass. I kind of well, see if you take a deja Wendell Green of off the court there. I think that's maybe true. It's a
1: better bet. There's
0: no Wendell Green walking through the door for LSU. Um, it's Xavier is the closest guy who can do a Wendell Green impression. Kind of that irrational confidence can go absolutely gangbusters when he's feeling it. Your uh, Jim, I think he really changes the complexion of that offense. I think they're going to miss him tonight. So I guess I'm more inclined to lay the points here at Florida at that two and a half than I was last night, obviously with the benefit of hindsight. Um, But fellas, don't be girls, guys, don't be in a rush to go bet Florida here. I just don't think this is a, you know, any sort of big wager just with how well LSU has been playing, especially on the defensive end. So uh, cautionary word there from the wise. Kai, we're going to some ACC action. Now we got two back to back Mm. here on the outline, the demon deacons. Steve yes. Forbes and company have been tremendous. Um, they're hosting Duke, a team that just got stunned by the Hurricanes of Miami. Um, I have some strong takes on what I witnessed in that matchup for the Devils, which I think Wake, if Steve Forbes is a smart coach like we think he is, will exploit. But what are you looking at in this matchup?
2: Man, I I want to be on Wake here, but I don't want to get in front of a Duke bounce back here, Jim. Duke off a of loss is scary. Wake. They're looking for that signature win, but I don't think this is where they get it done. I I fear Steve Forbes, his game planning ability at home, but I think Duke buries him. Uh, They have the answers for Alondis Williams, and he's been just incredible this season. Uh, A.J. Griffin, name an athlete. Duke has the wings to kind of offset him. I'm either staying full away or leaning towards Duke here.
1: Yeah, I I can see the angle for both sides. It doesn't feel like Duke's going to start with two losses in a row in the ACC when we've trashed the non-duke acc all season yeah right uh, but matt you know i love that that parquet floor at wake forest i'm excited that it's like home to big games once again you need the duke win basically as an acc at large team that that's the thing you need to hang at the top of your resume and so wake forest is certainly going to be seeking that I'm, I'm kind of concerned with kai too though the matchup like it's a lot of alandis williams ball in his hands and they can swarm him. And What what Miami, Florida did, Matt, was just took advantage of the off-ball defense for Duke. They're sloppy. They couldn't handle backdoor cuts. They didn't really know how to rotate off those. I'm not sure Wake Forest has the same kind of off-the-ball movement. Perhaps they do because they watch the tape, but um, it it is a stay away from me here.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to need to see Forbes make a pretty seismic adjustment offensively to attack Duke. You can't just roll out the same approach you've been using that's been successful all year because you haven't seen the caliber of athletes, the size that they can throw at you. Now, Forbes is a great coach. I think you have to almost bank on him making some sort of adjustment. We saw Nega just torch Duke in like that ball screen slip action. And Coach K, if there's, man, he is just stubborn to the end of the world with his rotations defensively. He doesn't make any adjustments. And I worry that if, if Forbes looks at that as like a playbook to success tonight, that Duke's going to get burned. All that said, though, Kai, I think this price is incredibly cheap. I did lay Duke at uh, minus five. I would take it up to six. I just think this is two teams in different weight classes right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jim, I think the home court will be interesting. You know, I think there should be a good crowd. I don't know if it's going to be a great crowd with the whole COVID thing. Wake Forest patrons within the chat. Uh, let us know. I like when we get some intel from you folks on what the vibe is like with that home crowd, but that's something to watch there.
1: I think our guy Russ from Seconds to Madness sent me, I'm not 100% sure on my phone handy, but I believe he said Duke, Straight up in their first ACC road game in the last twelve years is five and seven, so it's been yeah. an issue. They've clearly been talented those last twelve years, so I, I think yeah. there is some concern there too, Matt. These young kids and potential COVID lingering effects—that uh, that's something they've talked about. I don't know. We'll see. I—that's I, hard. Stay away from me.
0: Yeah, I guess that makes sense, right? Young team, talented opposing home team, hype to play them. That recipe sets up for upset specials, and it clearly has. All right, Jim, going to this one, going to you for this one, Virginia showdown, the who's against the Hokies gut certainly leans, at least in my opinion, Virginia with the spot, they got throttled by UNC. I just thought UNC outclassed them uh, in every aspect. And it was kind of shocking seeing that Tony Bennett had dominated UNC historically. Now it feels like a good bounce back spot here at JPJ, Um, but I'm still a Hokie believer. I think I'm on my own island with that. Where do you stand here?
1: I'm confused by both teams. I don't really have a great sense for them. I I played whack-a-mole with Virginia a bunch this year where it's like, oh, now they're playing well, I'll bet on them. And then they get crushed. So I don't think I have a a great rating on that team right now. Um, One thing somewhat noteworthy, the last 10 meetings of these two, the winner has covered, which maybe sounds obvious, but it's like, the team that wins has extended and, and covered the spread. Now this is like close to a pick. So perhaps that's an entirely useless stat, Jim. Thanks for bringing it to the table. I like it though. I thought it was worth worth noting. Um, and I did like the stat that, that Matt Winnick brought in the chat about Virginia Tech has been much better against smaller and uh, slower teams, which I think is reflective of their issues with athleticism. And Virginia is not going to overwhelm them with athleticism. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You mentioned the spot for Virginia,
2: but Botek, man, they're 0-3 in the ACC. This is desperation mode for them. A team that has a chance still to make the tournament as an at-large team, and they they certainly can't afford to finish – or to start, rather, 0-4. They can shoot first step in beating the pack line, right? Fourteenth in the country, three-point percentage, and they can defend. And and that's bad news for uh, a poorly, poorly offensively executing team like Virginia. I'm leading the Hokies, actually, in this game, plus one and a half. Spot spreads about right and it hasn't moved, hasn't budged off one and a half all day. Um, so it doesn't seem like there's a huge opinion either way in this game. I'd, I'd lean Hokies on that if you force me.
0: Yeah, here's another point in your favor, Kai. You can just look at Virginia Tech's draw to start ACSC play. They come off that long COVID pause, they catch NC State in a tough spot, then they run into Duke. And by the way, they were controlling that game for most of the first half. I know Dukeson won it in that group of long athletic teams that anecdotally does give Virginia tech problems. I think they can overcome that on offense, but on defense is where they're exposed. But as you mentioned, it's all mood against Virginia doesn't really have that next caliber of athlete. Um, Any total takes here. It's been bet down to one seventeen. kind of this vintage low Virginia total here. Does feel like an under to me, but I always lean on in this way.
2: in this game. Yeah. yeah.
1: The the efficiency lately has scared me. I think yeah,
0: right. Overs have so. been on fire just in general. So if you like an over, if you're on the fence, folks, it's probably a good time to take it. Just in a macro take at large. All right, it's chat mob time. Uh Jim, you're the czar. Round them up, fire them off.
1: Got it. Ed Redmond led off with this one. I've seen a couple more questions about it. So, Kai, any feeling for you on East Tennessee State at Furman? We got a, a SoCon team we generally like more than the market, I think. ETSU, mm-hmm. but they can't overwhelm Furman inside. That's like the, the weakness of the Paladins. Yeah.
2: No, spread was right for me. Um, I think Matt had a stronger lean on here. Uh, eight and a half feels big for East Tennessee State in general uh, against Furman. These two teams have generally been about even in conference play. Obviously, ETSU doesn't have the same coach anymore, Steve Forbes. Um, I- I'm staying fully away, probably lean towards the Bucks a bit.
0: Yeah, they can't hold a lead, Jim. Uh, I think the lack of depth is catching up to them, ETSU. This is actually their fourth game in eight days, so – worry about some weary legs catching up to the second half. Maybe you hold off and you bet second half Furman. If ETSU is keeping it close, just given how we've seen them play second halves the last few games, that's yeah. my angle there.
1: Yeah. It, it, it felt high, but again, like these guys said, not a ton. Uh, Kai, one that I kind of am against the market, and it seemed like chat was a little bit too. Sean Bowles asked about TCU at Kansas State. K-State's taking money up to four, four and a half. TCU was real feisty with Baylor last game, but the concern is, Mike Miles fell, hit, hit his wrist. That mm-hmm. affected his play. Apparently his x-ray was clean, but it's still hurting him. So I don't know. Do we push against the market?
2: I would lean towards TCU. Miles, his injury, I, I feel like he's not going to play this game. I know, I know the x-rays were negative, but it seems hard to bounce back from that so quickly after one game, or at the very least, he's going to be limited or have a cast on or something, whatever uh, they, they tend to do. I lean towards TCU here. I thought they were better. I still think they're better heading into the year and, and now. Um, and four, four and a half is pretty big.
0: Yeah, healthy miles I'd be on TCU, but uh, don't want to get in the way of K-State, who's been really good so far conference play, just haven't gotten a win. I think this is probably the spot they get it, especially if miles is gimpy.
1: Matt, let's go to your, your beloved Missouri Valley from John Conley. Southern Illinois at Missouri State. Most state lost a close one in Northern Iowa last time out. Do they bounce back against the Salukis?
0: Yeah, it's a big number. Um, I certainly lean Southern Illinois at the opener. It got bet down to seven, which I think is closer to the right price. Um, Southern Illinois getting healthier. It feels like a big number. I know Missouri State's been really good, and they have, I would say, power conference caliber talent with how well Mosley and Prim and those other guys have been playing. But I think SIU, we forgot how high we were on this team preseason. Uh, Also, last year as well, they're finally healthy-ish. I I think you're going to see a little bit of an upward momentum from the Salukis.
1: Kai, okay, another one from John Conley and many others in chat on the extra board, surprised by this. Presbyterian at Gardner-Webb. We, we've got injury concerns on both sides of the court. Oh, yeah. Here. yeah, and for
2: that reason, I'm staying fully away. My my initial aim was Gardner-Webb here. Um, I think they're – you've seen it already. They're going to put up some major, major numbers in, in the Big South this season. They're definitely a top three team in this league, can score like crazy. The Presbyterian is one of those teams that has – Matt, I would say close to power six athleticism at the very least size yeah. athleticism. Yep. They can make game slogs, make them scary, make them defensive uh, drag outs. So I hesitate to bet one way or the other here. Yeah. Yeah. If Gardner is Web awesome as a dog okay. and Gardner yes. Webb
1: has, you have to check on to Marian Williams might've gotten hurt last game. And then Winston Hill for Presbyterian Matt.
0: Yeah. I mean, Presbo, this is like, if, if Gardner Webb takes care of them easily tonight, I I will, Gardner Webb is all the way legit. But, like, this is, like, another kind of litmus test against a really feisty, talented team. You're right, guy, that plays well as a dog.
1: All right, Matthew, in the Big Ten, Minnesota headed to Michigan State. Question coming in from Wonka Dog. Uh, Minnesota struggled a little bit now that they've gotten into conference play. It's a little bit water finding their level, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Sparty hasn't played because they got the Michigan game canceled on them. Do you think Michigan State blows them out at home?
0: Uh, I watched the first game intently. And I thought Ben Johnson had plenty of tricks up his sleeve. Michigan State just played a flawless game, and they've played pretty damn near flawless since then. Uh, one of these teams that just is flying under the radar right now, not doing it with any emphatic, uh, demonstrative wins, but just vintage Izzo quietly trending in the right direction. I'm not looking to fade that, even though I do lean Minnesota with the number.
1: Yeah, big big number for road dog in the conference. There, mm-hmm. um, another big ish road dog here. Kai Sanford headed to Wofford. Another one from Wonka Dog. Um, Sanford has not had AJ State and McRae. We kind of liked that they were back to fully healthy, but even without him, they dominated last time out. Wofford lost at UNCG. What do you think?
2: Yeah, and, and Case Glover has been incredible for uh, for uh Sanford. Cooper Cephas has been just as good, too. Um, I lean towards Sanford, and I've been fading Wofford yeah. more than I want to, but at uh, 8.5 now at Bet Rivers, I think that's a good price. The worry is Sanford plays so damn fast that it could get out of hand eventually in the second half. Watford could pull away, but I think they're talented, and I, I believe Bucky McMillan will get this team rolling next couple uh, games.
0: You can pressure Wofford's guards. We saw UNC Greensboro do that, and I yes, think Sanford has that same recipe. So I do lean the Bulldogs. It's been bet down, though. Yeah, eight now. I wish nine or ten would have been preferred.
1: All right, Kai, uh, in the Valley, I know one that you and I are kind of leaning to the same way here. Uh, from Matt Acres, Evansville headed on the road to Bradley. Of course, don't know Jay Sean Henry's status for Bradley because no one in the world knows his status. But I think you and I like the, the road dog.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming Henry's out. Um, I am shocked that Evansville took money. And, and That's a side I'm on as well. But just just given the perception of, of Evansville versus Bradley, who just took Loyola to overtime, they're no, they're, no, they're no slouch even without Henry in the lineup. I am surprised to see this spread down to eight. I'd still probably lean towards Evansville. Um, look what they just did against Drake. They, they played a great game. They're fully healthy, leaning towards the
1: Aces. Yep, same. And speaking of Drake, Matthew, uh, from Job Gunderson, he's wondering about Illinois State headed on the road to Drake. I believe Illinois State coming out of a COVID pause. We don't know for yeah. sure that they're going to be full strength. Drake is full strength, but they haven't looked great. What do you got here?
0: I keep waiting for like that Drake game where it's like, ah, boom, there it is. Drake's back. And we're all like, okay, Roman Penn's in there and starting to look like the team we saw last year. Just haven't seen it. Uh, this certainly sets up to be a pretty good spot for it, especially catching Illinois State off COVID pause. Redbirds are good though, man. They got talent. damn Mueller, I think, is an underrated coach because of the stink he's put out the last couple of seasons. Um, and we I saw him go terrible. to Wisconsin. I think he's a good coach. I think you have to ignore the last three years. He had the Malik Yarbrough cancers thing. And then last year was just a throwaway year. Uh, I mean, what's, hey, what's Wisconsin. The ask Wisconsin fans Luke about Illinois State. What's he's the, the coach?
1: Best, best years had without Luke Yaklich, Matt. What's
0: yeah, that? that's true. Cool hand Luke maybe may have been the the guy behind the guy when they were all the way legit. That's
1: about, all right. Last last one, then we'll go back to uh to the to the outline. Uh, Kai Ray Reyes is wondering if Fordham is a barking dog today, which curiously they were a favorite on the opener, but Duquesne has taken a bunch of money. So yep. what do we think here?
2: And I think they're favored by like three on Kempom as well. Um, I agree with the move. It's pretty extreme. It's a very extreme move. Um, Minus two right now for Duquesne. They are playing a lot better recently, and Mm -hmm. Fordham's coming off a very long pause. Um, I don't feel super confident in Duquesne minus two because they're certainly prone to really strange uh, tendencies in games. They're young. They're they're erratic, but I do lean their way in in this matchup.
0: Yeah, two freshman guards, Amir Spears, Jackie Johnson. They were awesome last game, but my when boy, you're relying on
1: – Jackie Johnson.
0: Jackie Johnson. I like Spears almost better, Jim. They're awesome. I love that tandem. They're going to be great. Spear. Like, next year, hopefully they stay. I thought it's Spears,
1: plural. I it's just, think it's Spears. It's just Spear. Primo. Nicknamed Primo. I think it's, I think it's Spears. You hmm. might be thinking of Khalil Spear for Robert Morris, Kai. I think I am. Thank you. <laughs> Clear that up. Hmm. Yeah, there's two, two in Pittsburgh there, or in, in Pennsylvania. That's confusing.
0: I like the Dukes. Anyway, that's my final thought. I think they're
1: good. Yep. All right, same. Okay, back to the outline, Matthias.
0: We got a AAC showdown to start us off. Second part of the show here. A lot of questions in the
1: chat about this one.
0: About this one? Yeah, I can imagine. So Memphis, they are a polarizing team. And Memphis on the road is an even more polarizing team. Some roster question marks here. Um, Kai, I'm going to you for this one. UCF saw them kind of hit their pinnacle then a couple of, cuff, uh, a couple of tough road losses, I should say, at SMU, and then Temple, who's been oddly good. I, maybe I need to reassess my Temple take. I don't know. I, both teams I'm still trying to figure out. I still like Memphis. I think they figure figured something out with the new roster concoction. I just don't know if I trust them on the road.
2: I think DeAndre Williams is still on the fence or on the, on the shelf. That, that's big. I know they have a ton of depth and ton of talent, but I think he matters quite a bit. It's a tough matchup for Memphis, in my opinion. UCF is one of the only teams in the country that can match their size, match their athleticism almost. Um, turnovers, of course, are always a concern for Memphis, and UCF is a team that can force them, and I think the spot is good for UCF, too. They're off two losses. They're at home here. They need, They know they need to win this game. I, I lean towards UCF. Uh, they're a one-point dog at that Rivers right now.
1: Yep, I lean towards UCF, too. Memphis is taking a little bit, bit of money. I think it's flipped over to Memphis as a favorite, but like I said, I think they'll change defenses, which is something that's going to confuse Memphis, that young team that you know they don't have low max. Tyler Harris hit a couple garbage shots late against Cincinnati that I think masked the, the performance. Although Cincinnati was hot from beyond the arc, but yeah, right. I, I think uh, Jordan Majeski tweeted like, "Oh, it's great that Tyler Harris is hitting these, but I think it's bad for them long term because he's going to get an inflated Too sense of those. his own value on that team, and I think that's a problem for them." So. I I'm especially if Deandre Williams out, I, I lean towards UCF. Yeah, we
0: don't need, we don't need any Tyler Harris, Amani Bates backcourt tug of war for shots. Uh, th- this team really started to find its, its groove. When, when Williams was in there as sort of the linchpin of the offense and they let Harris and Lomax go drive and kick to Duran. So um, just that's a, keep doing that's that
1: a tug of war where everyone loses. Matthew. It's
0: a lose, lose, lose all around. Exactly. So don't get involved in that. Stay with what was working in that little brief spell, Memphis was playing well. I actually lean Memphis here. Um, I'm just not going to take it because I don't know about Williams' status, and I don't trust that team without him in there. I think he's their best player. Uh, Next game here, ACC showdown. Notre Dame hosting Clemson. Um, I don't know, kind of a womp-womp type of matchup for me, Kai. Like It's (laughs) two offenses that can shoot it, so it's like I should be intrigued by this game, but I just haven't been able to put my finger on either squad. Uh, Some volatile results so far. I do lean the
2: Irish. What say you? Yeah, they've won five straight. Uh, They've been very good at home. I don't think they've lost a season at home, in fact, including that win against Kentucky and North Carolina. Uh, Clemson has good road wins, though, Matt. They're not a a bad team away from uh, Little John this season. Wins over NC State and Virginia on the road. I think Clemson's a better team. Um, Notre Dame's perimeter defense and and defense in general isn't that good. Doesn't make me feel great. Um, The number feels right here. Bet Rivers is giving you a three if you like Clemson. Plus three, that that feels like a good lean for me. Um, Notre Dame took early money, but I feel like pushing back on Clemson.
1: Wow, well, bold! This is the hardest of stayaways for me. I think it should be three. I think these teams are like exactly equal, not giving Notre Dame crazy home. Uh, yeah, the the I think the Clemson win at Virginia Big is the one that's throwing me. It's like, all right, this team can go on the road and beat a pretty solid, well-coached team. Admittedly, a little lower on talent this year for the Cavs, but. Uh, just seeing that Matt was like, okay, this isn't just a little John, like big win at home type right. of Clemson squad. They, they can do it away from home. So that that's keeping me off this one.
0: Uh, hey, our guy, Blake Wesley continues to just show out, man. Um, had really 22 good. and three last game. I mean, he is like surging up NBA draft boards. We highlighted him earlier in the year. And I think we have to keep an eye on him as a, a burgeoning star in this league kind of reshapes how we think about Notre Dame. They now actually have like a dynamic guard who can go make plays since Prentice hub is, continuously broken um still has the yips it looks like
1: he's getting a little better he's been better he has
0: played better he has played better it's true we want to you know, give some credit their words too all right let's not dwell now let's continue we're going out west here to the mountains kai colorado state hosting utah state mountain west tilt uh the rams big bounce back spot opportunity here after they got put in the torture chamber by san diego state um, they're facing Utah State. He's going to be a little bit short-handed tonight. It feels like a ripe spot for them to, mm. to dominate here. What is there anything? This line just feels too short. What are they, what am I missing here?
2: Yeah, I mean, five and a half, it's probably about right, but I have a big Colorado State lean in this game. Like, like you said, Utah State's banged up. We know Brock Miller's out officially. Uh, Ryland Jones banged up at the end of the last game, but Ryland Jones for sure is going to play. That guy is like a cockroach. Like, you can drop a nuclear bomb on him and he'll play the <laughs> next day. Uh and that's a compliment. He, he's just one of those players, just incredibly tough. And Colorado State's off a 30-point loss to their, their, their biggest competition for the Mountain West this season. Right. They're going to be glad to be back home against Utah State, who's on their third straight Mountain West road game. They have a big guard advantage, in my opinion, with Stevens uh, in the backcourt. I think Colorado State's a great play here. Five and a half is a little bit smaller, but still a way I would lean.
1: Yeah, I, I, I still like it up to six or so for Colorado State. I, I think the elevation and that, that road long road trip that Kai mentioned with Utah State is an issue. They don't have a ton of depth, especially with no Brock Miller. But Matt, I, I, we, we've got to talk about Justin Bean versus David Roddy. Is there an oh my goodness. <laughs> individual matchup on the West Coast this year? That is electric, two high-energy, megaphysical, but also smart players. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a lot of crafty cutting, and it's like a chess match between two bruisers. Like it's great that we have both of those going on.
0: Yeah, if you're back in Utah State, you're banking on like a thirty burger, forty burger from Justin Bean. I just think they really like. I mean, that 40-burger. would be. I mean, he's put. I think he's had thirty a couple times this year. That's. I know it's clearly a um, an ambitious projection there. But the point is, I think Utah State severely lacks scoring punch without their best shooter and Brock Miller, without one of their key creators and Ryland Jones. Um, man, I think I'd lay anything up to like seven with Colorado State. So even after the current, the early market pushed it up, uh, still some value here on a game that should play pretty high scoring. So six won't, uh, it'll play to a little bit lower number just with the pace and with uh, the efficiency at which both teams score. All right, last game here, uh, Big East tilt here, Jimmy. UConn hosting the Johnnies, and I have a scalding hot take in this one. Um, Let's do it. I'm just going to spoil it right now. St. John's plus 11, too many. I know that UConn could grab 30 offensive rebounds. Um, I know there's some clear advantages up front for the Huskies, but I think the Johnnies are just a little bit under-respected right now in the market. I think they're close to like 100th in Ken Palm and a lot of the other analytic rankings, and they're being priced accordingly. But, I mean, they got their full collection of players. They had some lulls in the non conkai but I just think that 11 is way too many for a
2: conference game with a team I like. It's spread it does seem high, Matt, but I'm tired of fading UConn, and I think size is going to be a huge issue for them. Like like you said, they could grab 30 offensive rebounds. I wouldn't be surprised. UConn is dominant inside the paint. Um, I, I'm too scared to, to go with you here, Matt, but I agree the spread feels a bit high.
1: Yep. Yeah, I lean towards St. John's as well. Uh, Soriano maybe gives them a little bit of an interior presence. You know, he's a monster coming he's in a for Fordham. Thick. And I, Double C thick. You know, there was no book night last year, but St. John's won at UConn. Like, it's not crazy for this particular rendition of St. John's with Posh and Champagne leading the way to compete with this UConn team. So I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. It's going to be an erratic game up and down. So I think that does lend itself to some big runs one way or the other. We've we've talked about St. John's as a decent live betting team in the past, and that's probably another instance of that. But so, Matt. Like, I'm with you. They'll probably get down 18 at some point. But we're just going to have to hope they they find right. a fight to get it back to six or whatever.
0: That's spurtability. Yeah, I mean, they had Providence down eight second half, and then Providence put a pretty huge run late. That, that's not worry about happening here. Right? We St. John's has they have spurtability, but they have collapseability as well. Yes. So um, you got to hope you're on the right end of that in-game swing. All right, that concludes the outline rundown, Jim. Round two of chat mob. Go.
1: Okay, we got quite a bit. A couple from Ryan A. to start off, uh, Kai, we'll go to the Big South, Hampton, headed to North Carolina a and t A&T's got Colin Smith getting uh, fully integrated. You mm-hmm. haven't gotten the debut from D- uh, Duncan Powell, the intriguing freshman, but anything for you on this one?
2: No, my number named Hampton, but I think Hampton's really bad, so I I ignored it, and I'm staying away.
0: Yeah, It's Dick- a pirate's life for me. I love Hampton. Good love losing money on Hampton. So. Do, you love,
1: do you love Hampton without your Dickens, the big shot blocker?
0: Yeah, he's been like, I don't know. I, I think they just need to find a new direction. They've been trying to like use him as like an interior linchpin. It just hasn't worked out. They play well in their first conference game. I think maybe it's kind of a new slate reset type of thing for the Pirates. So it's a big yeah. number. Too sort of hung around
1: him. at Gardner Webb without Dickens and Mario Haskett. Right. I think maybe that could wear down. Uh, Matt, another one from Ryan. South Florida headed to SMU. I think South Florida is shooting sub-24% from three-point range, which feels unsustainable, but they are a collection of terrible shooters. Uh, do you trust the Mustangs as a big home favorite?
0: No, I don't, especially against South Florida, who can defend. Um, and I think, in a game that's going to play it's really low scoring. You don't want to lay two touchdowns with SMU. Uh, I think they can get dragged down in the mud against South Florida. That can be feisty, as bad as they are on offense. Defensively, they're still pretty strong.
1: Uh, Kai, in the America East, Vermont hosting Stony Brook. Top two teams in the preseason poll here. Uh, we did see Elijah Olani back for Stony Brook last game. And our guy, John Doe, asking specifically about the total. Mm. I don't really have a total lean here. I think it'll play fast, but uh, we do kind of have a side lean.
2: I lean the under. It's not strong, but uh, that's, that's the total lean. Side lean, Stony Brook for me. Plus 11. That's a 11? lot of points, man. That's yeah. a lot for the of second points. Second best team in the league second best team in the league and also got first place votes in the preseason poll, which means absolutely nothing, but still right. you, these, these teams shouldn't be 11 points apart, even at Vermont. And Alani back in the lineup is enormous for Stony Brook. I think it's a fantastic play. Doesn't mean it's going to yes. win, Matthew, but I think it's a great play.
0: I think it's a great play, too. We had Vermont like a cut above Stony and the other feisty Americans dogs. And even this to us, I think feels big. So I don't know. Take that for what it's worth, but I think it's a great bet.
1: Uh, Two from Jim Bean, but one of them, Temple at Tulsa, will be saved for best bets. Ooh, intrigue. Uh, Matt, you get Utah Valley headed to to Seattle. Kind of a battle of size versus guard play. Uh, We saw last year IMAC had a monster game in this one, but so did Trammell point guard. So kind of a tug of war there.
0: Yeah, also uh, me versus you here. I do lean Seattle. Um, I'm very worried about the matchup concerns. You also brought up the fact that Seattle's a little bit shorthanded. Um, but with Darian Trammell and Cam Tyson, the former Houston transfer, I think that's as good of a one-two backcourt punch as you'll find in that conference. Uh, I'm that high on that duo. But, yeah, IMAC could have 40 and 20. So, honestly, the over sounds pretty good. 140, I think both teams score pretty easily.
1: Yeah, that, I buy that. I'm sick of betting against Utah Valley, Matt, so I'm I'm hopping aboard the train. And, and it's like the and
0: Navy change. thing. You're tired of losing money. You just join the join the, well, I'm the not, momentum. I'm not like going
1: to auto-bet on the way. I'm, I'm fully auto-betting Navy at this point. So, uh, All right, Kai, to you. In the uh, the CAA, Elon headed to UNC Wilmington. We haven't seen in quite a while. Apparently, they revamped their offense. Matt found a nice article about that. Uh, do we trust the Phoenix on the road?
2: Not really. I kind of lean towards Wilmington. It's it's no number lean for me. It's basically what I made it. Um, but my gut says Wilmington gets uh, gets it done.
0: I agree. Right. The uh, article duped me. I kind of like. I like what they're doing now in offense. They're like trying to not chuck lately. as many threes. They're trying to actually get to the rim, and they have athletes that can do that. And Elon's premier defense is shaky. I'd say. Um, although Chuck Hanna up front is like one of the best interior rim protectors in in that conference. So maybe they run into him as a wall, but I do lean Wilmington as well.
1: Yeah. I lean Elon. I like them. I, I think they're fully healthy and, and a lot better now. And I just don't trust Wilmington yet this season. Uh, Matt from Harry R. He, he's curious about Nuga at Western Carolina, specifically the over Nuga has been a pretty good over team because of efficiency. though they do play very slow.
0: Yeah. I like Nuga. Um, I don't really have an overtake here. Sorry. I just, I, I want to make NUGA like a Navy team for you, Jim, where I just want to bet on them all the time. So considering adding that to my auto bet list.
1: Yeah. Western Carolina has been not great without and McRae last two. They've been blown out as a road dog. We'll see. if getting They were seven
0: point. of 41 from three last game. So you could either say regression or you could say they take, um, bad shots. they just take that. They take bad shots,
1: but it's scary.
2: Betting on them or against them because of it.
1: Yep. All right, Kai, from Three Man Weeds Top Ten Fan, East Carolina at Cincinnati. You mentioned this feels a little big for Cincinnati to be laying with their shaky offense. Uh, I kind of agree. I'm really high on Cincinnati this season relative to the market, but not as a double-digit favorite.
2: Yep, feels way too high. I, I lean towards East Carolina plus 11. I made it pretty close to that, so I can't really endorse it too hard, but it does feel very high. For a, for an ECU team, that's not bad this year. They're,
1: they're no. pretty
2: good. They've impressed me.
1: Yep, they got Frank and uh, the other big guy, Debo back. Debeau, so that yeah. lets them battle inside. Uh, Matt Akers asked about Dixie State at Cal Baptist. That is also tabled for best bets. So that's coming up shortly. Uh, Matt in the America East, Ray Pia is asking about UMass Lowell at Albany. Man, I, I continue to have no good feel on Albany. Do, do you have anything more?
0: Um, I, the Albany thing is the same narrative. It's a lot of freshmen, it's a new coach, they're gonna have some weird results. I don't think they're that good in general, but there certainly is a case we make that it could be a quick, subtle improver. Um, but I've been a Lowell guy this year. Eileen Lowell.
1: Yeah, no kind of withers yet, but uh, uh, Albany has some injury issues too on the wing. So maybe equally shorthanded. Uh Kai from John Doe, Longwood at Radford in the big south. Longwood's been kind of a machine this season. Uh, I I don't have a ton of feel for this one. They haven't played a D one game a little while. I believe they've been Mm. struggling to get games and kept getting canceled on them. Uh, Anything for you here? No, nothing really for me. I lean Longwood, but
2: absolutely nothing strong here. I I got no feel for it. Yeah,
1: Uh, Matt out West, Santa Clara headed to Pacific. Matt Akers asking about the Broncos heading to the Tigers. Pacific's taking some money here, which surprised me. I kind of think full strength Santa Clara is a beast.
0: I agree. Um, I think they pushed this game back a couple days to accommodate both teams' COVID issues. So I think you're expecting both teams to be at full strength, uh, for the exception of PJ Pipes. Was he out for COVID last game, or was it injury related? He's a key piece for Clara. You can't bet Clara without Pipes in there, in my opinion. So um, I do. I'm with you. I lean Clara, but uh, do some fan forum digging to find out PJ Pipes before you take my word of advice.
1: Yeah, uh, you talking Utah State at Colorado State, Jim? Why are you including that in chat? We already covered that. That's Holy been media. covered, baby. Yeah. Uh, Kai in the American Wichita State hosting Tulane. I don't really love what this is kind of like Cincinnati East Carolina, where the dog's not as bad as normal, and I don't love mm. the favorite as a double digit almost favorite here.
2: Yeah, that's that's my lean. Tulane, um, nothing strong. Same thing. I made it close to it, but just not a team I want to bet uh, nearly double digits lay that many points
1: on yeah i sort of like the over at some point i think wichita is going to make shots and Tulane's been kind of an over machine lately their interior defense is soft 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 you can get get to the rim against them uh matt in the acc your boy is the cardinals of louisville hosting nc state are you are you giving up on louisville or you think this the number's a little short form you ready to back them where are you at
0: no i had them as a potential late ad for me it's a big number but nc state who i've backed like the last three games like they're not any good um, this is a perfect spot for Louisville to play well and have a fairly dominant performance. But I think if they don't, I need to just ac- or accept that it's just not a great team that sort of was cobbled with a bunch of misfit toys type pieces and don't really, really have an identity point guard is like a four man four headed monster of like, who knows who's going to play well. And yeah. So I need to probably reassess my Louisville to take.
1: Yeah. The, the, the pick game was my like, okay, come, come, to the team. so this team's just not very good. They, Barely beat Pitt. Uh, all right, Kai. I think this is the last one in the chat from Joseph to Simone and a couple others. Northwestern hosting Maryland. Boy, the purple caps have taken money for the third straight game. Yeah. I think we all kind of disagree with it, right?
2: Yeah. Uh Kimpa made the six. So, you know, uh, it's not crazy if you compare it to his website. Um, this open opened round three and a half, now it's up to six at Bet Rivers. Way too many points. I've been on Maryland a few times. They should have covered against Illinois. That was a, a terrible beat. Um, I, I think that's way too many points. I think Maryland could, could actually win this game outright. They're, what, 0-4 in the league? Uh, yeah, both teams are winless. this, kind of a good spot for them. In a spot they've won before, Matt, we attended a game at Northwestern against Maryland, and Maryland wiped the floor with them.
0: I don't give the Northwestern money. Like, whoever out there has been at Northwestern um, automatically, I mean, you're losing. So, stop doing that. <laughs> or keep doing <laughs> that, I guess, for good. our sake. Keep they doing were
1: that. good early against Michigan State and then collapse. They were good early against Penn yeah, State. That's and true. So they actually late. had
0: some good moments in there. That's fair. Fair they're, point.
1: They're North- five West- and seven against the spread. Just bet Northwestern first half market. That's been yeah. much better. I like than, that. Good angle. The game. They're going to push the market to figure itself out there. Um, all right, Matt. Last UMBC, NJIT. Uh, UMBC probably needs a win here, but we don't know if Darnell Rogers is going to play. And he is massively important despite being just five foot two.
0: Yep, that's the irony. He is as important to any team in the country, to his respective team, despite standing, what, five foot? Yeah, three on his tippy toes. He's actually five two. Man, yeah. yeah, he's a little out there. Love UMBC uh, with him in there, but... He's got to um, be in
2: there.
0: I think he's going to play, right? I think that's the assumption. I, no, yeah, I have no, no, I
1: have, I have no, no idea. No, I'm saying he you, has you to know. be in
2: there to bet it,
1: for sure. Yeah,
0: you can't bet him without without Rodgers.
1: Yep. All right, Kai. Actually, there is one more, because we have to talk. Armazoo oh. Tigers heading to Arkansas. Both teams... <laughs> I guess weirdly going different directions. Kai, Mizzou beat Alabama. Oh, don't, don't, over oh God, in the it. SEC. What? The, I'm not. I'm not actually talking about the Tigers. But I they like they do Mizzou have the right side top. flag. There. <laughs> uh, Kai, can you lay 50, almost 15 with Arkansas right now?
2: No, I don't think. You, I don't think you can I'm confidently. Rolling. You can't lay 14 and a half points with Arkansas, even against Mizzou. Um, confidently, however if there's any game Arkansas is going to get back, it's going to be against their quote unquote sec rival, which I don't recognize Jim it's such a fake uh, at home. Arkansas is fantastic at home. It's a good, get right spot for them. It's a good letdown or whatever, you know, deflated spot for Mizzou. So I'd lean that angle, but I'm also not laying 15 points with Arkansas
1: right now. Yep. Like Mizzou. And I might bet him Matt. Are you going to give a, give us a many money lines?
0: No, absolutely not. Mizzou money line. I <laughs> guess it was good against Alabama. Um, and betting money line against Arkansas is probably a good endeavor, but now I'm not going to, I got to save my Maddie money lines for my special pristine picks. Don't want right. to waste it. Don't want to dilute right.
1: it. All right, Kai, let's, uh, let's get to best bets. I believe they're all still holster.
2: All right. Hey, sorry, chat mub, the guys that like temple. I like Tulsa, Tulsa minus three.
1: <laughs>
2: I do. <too. laughs> Tulsa minus three is my best bet. Um, I really, like I think Tulsa temple, well. no offense to Harry. I think temples had a bit of a horseshoe up its butt last couple of games. Um, They've gotten some really strange wins and covers Tulsa is kind of a team. You can't really BS. Like there's no BS in Tulsa. You have to bring your lunch pill to work. It, it's going to be a physical game. Temple's offense is not great. They've gotten a little bit lucky. Like I said, last couple of games and Tulsa, I think can exploit that. I don't think Tulsa going to score easily too. It's going to be a slog. It's going to be probably a one, two possession game minus three. It's way I'm leaning Matthew also Tulsa own the league another motivation factor for them. Yeah, loved we, don't also. Know,
1: we don't know if Forrester or Strickland are gonna play for Temple. Apparently, matter, don't matter, really, which is just strange. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, yeah, Kai, Nick I, Jordan has been a monster. He's like a yeah. big guy who I really did have on my radar. He's yeah. been excellent in uh in Forester's steed.
1: Yeah, he can stretch the floor a little bit too. Kai, weirdly, Frank Haith has been semi-trustworthy for us this year. He, <laughs> he is yeah. money maker seriously on World Bring him back.
2: Time, right? I know. Bring him Yo, home, baby. Thanks, Frank. Yep. No. <laughs> uh,
1: all right. My <laughs> best bet, guys, is Dixie State Cal Baptist over. Uh, it was 152 and a half before the show. I'll, I'll get you an updated one in a second here, but uh, I, I just think this is going to be a shootout up and down. I still think Cal Baptist tempo is underrated by the schedule. They played They put a lot of slow teams that keep the game to a grind. Dixie state ain't going to do that, Matt. They want to run. I think this is going to be up and down well over the possession count projected of 72. Uh, that's, that's the Ken Palm projection. And then with the way efficiency has been too. I think that's going to be huge. Uh, the only the only issue is maybe Taron Armstrong is limited for Cal Baptist, but I still think they have enough offense.
0: Yeah, could someone in the chat get us a read on that? I want to bet Cal Bap if I know he's going to play like 20 minutes or something. But this guy's
1: like a first-round NBA prospect and no one has any clue what's No one has
0: information. On. Yeah. Anyway, frustrating. Um, but yeah, if he's in there, I think they run circles around Dixie. Dixie State's not any good. They can't guard anybody and their offense is a little bit limited. Hey, he, um, played, they play he played fast.
2: 20 minutes against Chicago State. Chicago State beat him, so I wouldn't Give him too much. Yeah, credit. be a suitcome. <laughs> okay, fine. Fair. Um, but Dixie State's bad, bad. Like I think Child
0: State's gonna be Dixie State this year. Anyway, separate discussion aside. I'm sure we'll talk about that game when it approaches on the schedule. Uh, my best bet as I teased earlier is um like who's my best bet? I just blanked on it. I Johnny's you told me. St. John's, that's right. The Johnny's. <laughs> Suitcase so Case Mike Anderson, the boy's gonna go over to UConn, get it done tonight. No Maddie money line. I kind of want to do it because I think it's a good money line type team, right? One of those high volatility type squads, but I think I'm going to take the 11 um, because I think there is some late game weirdness, either St. John's blowing lead or St. John's coming through the back door. So hopefully it ends up on the right side of the number. I like St. John's plus 11 best bet. There you go And that concludes our best bets and our program today. We're back tomorrow, same time, 1 p.m., eastern standard please smash and the old like button subscribe number, my
1: number is 151 and a half on my total i will take that one point
0: love it Kai. write that down i think you're posting in a sense whenever i post we lose um ball state what the hell are we doing we can't hold on to that game <laughs> unbelievable all right i, I, mean, I think I someone, put that I think someone in the chat God. mentioned
1: it matt but um
0: who the hell took akron minus nine and a half
1: like go akron to- akron took a shot clock violation with Three and a half seconds left, and then Ball State didn't shoot. And if they it didn't stayed-
2: shoot, good. yeah, yeah. So, that's awesome. good stuff. All right, no, it's not, Kai.
0: It's 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 horse <laughs> it's horse crap. Um, that's all we have today, folks. Come back tomorrow. We'll uh, prov- hopefully provide you some winners and less bitching and moaning about bad beats. But uh, until that time, good luck.